Welcome to My Park Story, presented by the National Park Service. People form connections with their favorite national parks and programs, and this park cast is a place to come together and share those stories. I'm your host, Dave Barak. Today's guest, Francis Jelks Brown, discusses Hinchliffe Stadium, one of the last standing Negro League baseball stadiums in the country, where her father umpired. What do the National Park Service and the National Pastime have in common, you ask? Hinchliffe Stadium, located within Patterson Great Falls National Historical Park, is one of the last remaining stadiums used by the Negro Leagues. Completed in 1932, the stadium served as a home park to several teams in the league. Larry Doby, the first African-American player in the American League, played there, as well as other Hall of Famers. After serving as a field for high school baseball, Hinchliffe Stadium closed in 1996. It was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 2004 and became a National Historic Landmark in 2013. These designations helped secure a historic tax credit, as well as grants through the National Park Service totaling $1 million in funding. It officially reopened in 2023 and is currently the home of the New Jersey Jackals, a member of the Major League Baseball Partner League. My guest today is Francis Jelks Brown, who has a family connection to Hinchliffe Stadium. Francis, hi, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. We're delighted to talk to you and to learn more about your family history and story and connection to this really special place. It's unique amongst features of national parks, and we're we're eager to hear what your connection is. Um, my connection to Hinkcliffe Stadium is just that. It's very unique. My father's name was Osibi Julian Jelks. Um, my dad was a baseball umpire and um, before I was born. And I, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, um, he has, he's now deceased. Um, and our, our connection to Hinkcliffe is, is that he um, was a Negro League umpire and, um, uh, and had many games there at Hinkcliffe Stadium. Um, uh, there in Patterson, New Jersey. And then fast forward um, to present day, my son, um, who is uh, 15 years old, is a baseball player. Mm -hmm. And um, so that is my special unique story, which with Hinkliffe Stadium. He was an umpire with the Negro Leagues and he actually worked at Hinchliffe Stadium. Yes, he, he did some some games there at Hinkler Stadium. Um, he, my dad um, was from Louisiana. And being from Louisiana, do you know how he ended up in the Northeast in New Jersey? So you may be on season, like baseball now is on season in the, uh, you know, summer, the mid spring to early fall. Well, on off season, he would travel around. And so how he got to the Northeast was he was traveling and he met my mom. My mom, who also happens to be from Louisiana, he met in Elmira, New York. 
when he was coming up there. And they met and they ended up getting married two years later. And he still continued in baseball, traveling around the country um, the, and traveling outside the country to the DR, to Puerto Rico, to, the Dominic, uh, to Hawaii, to so many different places. Um, and, um, but that's how he met my mom in the Northeast. And they decided to settle in the Northeast because that's where my mom was working primarily because she had also come from Louisiana. So the fact that Hinchlip Stadium, which is only one part of your father's storied career, the fact that it has now been reopened, they're, they're playing there again, which is just remarkable. It has been closed for, for years uh, and with, with a few grants from the National Park Service and other entities has reopened. What does that mean to you, knowing this space is now again being used the way that it was when your father was working there? You know, um, as you said, it's now uh, a landmark. Um, and, you know, we, we look at, we look back at history and we say, you know, what preserves something to be a landmark? And when you think about Hinchcliffe Stadium, you think about this was a place where people traditionally of color whether African-American or Latinx um, went to be able to play a game where they weren't able to play with other people. You know, when my dad was an umpire, you know, the players would walk through the front door while he would have to walk through the back. And he couldn't stay at some of the hotels where they stayed at. He would have to stay in colored only hotels, especially, you know, those areas really deep in the South. And so Hincliffe Stadium was a landmark for those who traditionally weren't able to be in, in the sport. And um, to know that um, they were able to rectify this wonderful landmark and to preserve that piece of history um, for generations to come, you know, it means a lot. Just walking in the stadium for my family and I, you know, it sent chills up our, it's for me personally, it sent chills up my spine because here it was a stadium where my, you know, dad and his, and, and other people could play freely, but they weren't free necessarily outside of the stadium of race and discrimination. And mm -hmm. here, you know, over uh, 40 plus years later is my son who is able to reap the benefits of the things that they did and the struggles that they sought through. I mean, it, it really is a magical place for my family. I mean, that's beautiful to have that intergenerational connection to place and to space. And Hinchliffe, is really one of the very few remaining Negro League stadiums in the country. So there's not that many opportunities to visit places like that. And, you know, it's remarkable how much work went into it at the local, state, and federal level to bring it back to life the way that it is. I want to go back to ask you, your father 
started his career as an umpire in the Negro Leagues, but he did eventually work for Major League Baseball. What was that transition like for him? Um, the transition, well, let me go back and say, um, by the uh, time I came along, um, by the time I was born, my dad was not working in baseball anymore. Right. And for so many years, almost until I was about 18 years old, I didn't, in fact, know my dad had anything to do with Major League Baseball because he wow. didn't speak about it. Um, it was it was something that was a shock to me when I found out. I mean, but it made sense. I growing up, I knew a lot of baseball players, but my assumption and my thought to that was that my my father knew, you know, these were just his friends. And, yeah. you know, we, we always went to baseball games and we always went to sporting events and we had tickets to it. But I just assumed that it was from my father's business that he acquired these things. I used to always wonder why so many people knew him wherever we went. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and I would have, you know, people at my house, like, you know, Dave Winfield and things like that. But to me, they were just people. They weren't, they, they weren't celebrities. They weren't, I didn't even know. I don't even, at that time, I didn't even like baseball. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't know who they were. Other people around me knew who they were, but they were, they were just people for me. And, you know, they were my, my parents' friends or whatever. And um, so back to your question, you know, my dad was very closed-lipped about his experience with baseball because um, in the end, it was very hard for him. Um, he, he struggled. He, you know, um, it's hard when you break barriers. My dad was a second African-American umpire in the league. And so breaking those barriers um, came with a price. And, you know, the price could be very steep, you know, on your, your mental well-being and your, and your social well-being at that, you know, making sure, ensuring that your family stayed safe and make, ensuring that you yourself stayed safe. So it was both a blessing and a curse at the same time, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And it's it from a contemporary standpoint, I don't know that we as you know the public or even as baseball fans can really comprehend what your father went through and and to to make that decision, you have to be so strong-willed and so sure of yourself. And it's clear that your father was the stadium where your father worked is part of the National Park Service. And we say now, you know, what you did and others did, this was important. And it, it it's bigger than you. It's bigger than the handful of people that um, had the opportunity to play there. It's emblematic of a people that that contributed to civil rights and to really the history of this country. I think, you know, that's why my dad didn't, didn't speak about it a lot because he loved baseball and um, he never wanted to 
talk out of turn or ill will about it. He knew that it, it necessarily, it wasn't baseball. It was just the time and the place and the way that we lived at that time, you know, but for himself, um, you know, he had to make some really hard decisions about doing something that he loved and also standing up for beliefs and rights that he believed in, that safeguarded him and his family. You know, he's not the only one, that there were other um, players and staff and umpires that were a part of this league that for so long people didn't know about and, you know, grateful for places like Patterson Great Falls, where the stadium is located, and places like the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame that raise up these stories and say, these are important. You may not have heard of these individuals, but collectively they did something great. And I I did want to mention that, you know, one of the people we know also played at Hinchliffe was uh, Larry Doby. And Larry Doby okay. is, is a historical figure that that people don't know about, but he's always mentioned in the same breath as Jackie Robinson because of his accomplishments. And my dad and Larry Doby um, were friends. Um, And uh, so he was able to speak to a lot of things uh, once they, you know, brought out the Larry Doby stamp. He was able to, to speak to that and he would go to the front of Hinchcliffe Stadium, where they had a, a ceremony, um, you know, when it was in its heyday of its worst condition, and be able to speak about baseball and speak about the the things that Larry did, and and also talk about you know his perspective of baseball. Unfortunately, you know, my dad passed before he even knew that Hinchcliffe Stadium was going to be rectified. And I think he would have been so proud to know that there are there were so many people that rallied behind this stadium, um, even in his older age. Because at that time when when he was an umpire, you know, some it was very lonely out there. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, to have lived through things of people heckling at you, of people spitting on you, of people calling you out your name, and now to know that, you know, the world has changed in such a way where people are rallying behind you and can realize the, the path and the strides that you took so this world could become a better place. It just would have done his heart so much good. And I'm so, I mean, I'm so grateful for you to share these stories about your father and your family because it, it is one small way to continue their legacy and to make sure that more people know about it. And, you know, so many, so many people stand on their on the shoulders of those who came before and you can see that his legacy lives on through you and your family who are you know lovers of sports and you know specifically baseball and have been able to return to Hinchliffe 
in his honor, in his place, um, so many years after the fact, it's, it's really humbling. You know, when I think about my dad and I think about, you know, he was a very gentle soul and uh, he, he was a very funny guy, but he also was a very wise man. And, and so when I think about Hinkcliffe Stadium and I think about something he might give, you know, others who might be listening to this or who, who are just going through some hard times. He used to say to, to us, my brothers and I, you know, when you're going up the ladder, um, always have time to turn around and pull somebody up as you go. Uh, because you never know who might need you so that they too can climb the ladder. And, and that reminds me of this journey that he took so long ago before my son even had an opportunity to know what was going on. My son, you know, was was only four years old when my father passed away. So he hadn't even started his baseball career. But to, you know, walk and hear the stories of my dad and what so many players, you know, before him did so that he can even get his foot on a field um, is, is unbelievably um, amazing and humbling to a 15-year-old boy who is now, as every time he walks on the field, is reminded of his grandfather and what he did, no matter how successful he becomes in this career. He always knows what history looks like. So it's it's a great, you know, it's a great honor. It's been such a treat and such an, it has been such an honor to speak with you and to learn your father's story and the, the stories of others he worked with um, yeah. through the Negro Leagues and, and forward. Thank you so much for being with us. And we're, we're glad that you and your family and all of us have Hinchlip Stadium to, to enjoy. Thank you so much for having me.